0: Radio Western.
1: Good morning. You are listening to Outlook on 94.9 CHRW Radio Western.
0: And we just finished up with a funding drive here at the station this past week. Um, unfortunately, students now have the option to opt out of certain fees.
1: Thank you, Doug Ford.
0: <laughs> so um, we are definitely appreciate this this opportunity for us to be able to host this show is uh, one of a kind. It's really changed, changed our lives and to... Um, Specifically, the content that we'll be covering today, um, that we had part one last week. Carrie went to Erie, Pennsylvania for a conference called Disability Insights.
1: Yeah, so today we were going to have um, an interview here with the, the woman who put it on, Amy Beauvierd. Um in Erie, Pennsylvania. I sat down and talked to her about this, and yeah, this is an important disability needs to be talked about more and the seminars like this should be attended by not only people living with disabilities like us um, and their family and friends but everyone because anyone could get a disability at any moment and it's such a scary stigma taboo thing that we need to talk more about and the station has let us do that so we want to help them out if we can
0: even though our funding drive just finished, we are still looking for opportunities all year round to fundraise. And you can always go on right to the website, radiowestern.ca and click the donate link and you can donate to the station anytime you would like. If you want to hear such such great content. Um, local, very,
1: local artists and... Young, yeah, for music, oper- it's it's music amazing.
0: And then for talk yeah. for talk radio, for what we do, spreading the word about disabilities and educating people on um, all of the th- issues we face and, you know, having the good times as well. Um, it's just, it's very important to us and this opportunity here is is—is just unbelievable. So please, please consider, you know, every little bit help, helps, even if you have five or 10 bucks, like whatever, mm. whatever, everything adds up. So
1: I'm going to donate too. Yeah. Just a little bit. I volunteer not, because right? I want to and because it's a great place. So, but yeah, coming up today, we're gonna have this interview with Amy. But we're gonna um, also show you what the speakers lineup was kind of like at this seminar. So there is um, a few of the people we featured last week on the episode: Maxwell Ivy, uh, theblindblogger.net, Amy, who runs it; Stephanie McCoy with BoldBlindBeauty.com. We'll have a uh, a woman who speaks about mental illness. There is um, a woman who does yoga for people with um, autism and things. And there's a deafblind gentleman with his translator, which is a very interesting thing. Plus um, a few people, a young man and an older
0: um, counselor talking about autism. So, Today is a pre-record show. We're not here. live. We're sitting <laughs> in my apartment on my couch using my microphone and my equipment here. So the rest of the show is going to be uh, the, the seminar montage and then interview with the organizer of the seminar. So it's really more of a discussion between me and her. Stay tuned.
2: That is one of the most important things I want to share today. When we share our stories, we also share our strengths. The truth is, is that most of us are only going to be able to accomplish our dreams if we allow other people to be part of our journey and part of our story.
1: One of the reasons I chose the name Bold Blind Beauty was because I wanted to change this idea of how we look at blindness, how we look at beauty, how we look at people. All these other students, uh, deafblind students that were there, they were other hearing people, they had challenges, who who would be the best cook? I said, you know what, You want? I could become famous and I could be a great chef on TV, who knows? children with autism. Just this year, uh, I attended a specialized yoga training to teach yoga to children and young adults with disabilities. I am in recovery from major depression, anxiety disorder, borderline personality disorder, and self-injury.
2: If you've met one person with autism, you've only met
1: one person with autism. <laughs> so I wrote the book Autistic Spectrum Disorder, a New Outlook. I set it up so it's a combination between a self-help book, a reference guide, and a manual. So I'm here with um, a friend here in Erie, Pennsylvania, um, the night, the evening after the main event. And do you want to just introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Amy Bovaird, and I'm the
2: organizer of Disability Insights, my very first time to do this.
1: Exactly. So, okay. There's always got to be a first time for something. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we were saying it, it was five years ago that I started blogging and um, found uh, I could reach out to other bloggers and writers, and um, specifically with disability and blindness. Um, and then that's how I found Steph, Max, and you, Amy, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So it's, it's great to meet somebody in person that you've known online for five years. So, mm-hmm. um, so how did you get the idea for Disability Insights? Well, I was at this uh, retreat for vision impaired people and
2: it was just so empowering that when I came back, this was in Utah, mm-hmm. when I came back I just kind of put it in the back of my head that I wanted to do something to empower other people. and. I just tucked it away, and I thought about it for a year, and I didn't really know what to do or how to do it, so I just let it go. And this year, this gym well, it was probably, like, December, I was thinking, oh, we got to do something. And so I, I started brainstorming by myself, and then I decided to call Max because... We do some podcasts together. We just started doing podcasts for the first time. Oh really. Uh, he was helping me find a uh, podcast uh, oh, okay. interviewers. And so I was I felt like he might be interested in in coming to speak. and we could do it together. So uh, I asked him if he'd like to. We kind of bounced back and forth ideas. And then all this it started taking shape. I worked yeah. with someone from the site center of Northwest Pennsylvania, like a PR person. Okay. And they've always been helpful with with me. And I had a friend who is quite an organizer. She works for the Barber Center, uh, which is a place for uh, mentally and physically challenged individuals. It was like a group home. Okay. And so it was like the three of us, and it was kind of a small group, a small team. Mm -hmm we just kept working on it and getting ideas and we got stuff involved, because I asked her if she wanted to be part of our, our group and she was like, a, it, we had a conference call. Okay. So that's how she got involved. And, and the, uh, she suggested that we do a disability, go beyond vision loss, mm-hmm. go into disability issues. And that's where that began. So it just continued on in our planning. then in July and August it really took shape and unfortunately they left and I stayed (laughs) so we uh, I just continued on trying to interview people to be speakers and so I
1: probably August September and October I've worked non-stop to get it off the ground. (laughs) Nonstop. Yeah and that's the thing that um, disabilities there are so many variations and things that you know I don't know what it's like um, to have hearing loss mm-hmm. but you know you have some of both of that right mm-hmm. so speak about sort of how if you have multiple disabilities in a way then I guess
2: yeah it's really it's it's quite uh, challenging I mean I don't have the kind of, same kind of disability as our speaker did today mm-hmm. but without my hearing aids I, I can almost not I, everything is muffled okay. and very difficult to understand. So and, so and, of course, I have sight loss as well. Mm-hmm. So with the combination of sight loss and hearing loss, I feel like I'm on the fringe of society sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm not... I can't quite follow what's going on in conversations I can't quite see what people are doing yeah. so it's really hard to pay attention to everything so sometimes I just feel like I'm sort of on the periphery of uh, of group life like of what people are doing even in the critique group sometimes I feel the same way right. that I can't really be uh an active participant because I I don't quite catch what they're
1: saying mm-hmm. sometimes. and sometimes it's easier just to let things go by because you you it's hard to get the world to be totally accessible and to, to be describe everything that you miss. So sometimes it's easier just to let things go by. Like, I remember our, I, my grandfather um, had hearing issues, so he would often miss things the same way. Mm-hmm. And it just gets hard. You can't keep up, so you eventually just... Tunes out. You tune it out and you just do what you can, right? But, yes. But obviously, you know, you're a writer, so you have the writing, and you've written three books... Mm-hmm. Um, so, you you know, you're there because you can write. But, yeah, the, it's nice to join a community of writers, but it's hard when they're all catching up and talking about things.
2: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes, like, I don't want to admit that I can't hear, mm-hmm. so I just pretend I do. And with sometimes with vision loss, you can just sort of uh, fake it or fudge it, but mm-hmm. you can't do that with hearing loss because they'll ask a question and sometimes I just say, oh, yeah, or oh, no, and it's not a yes or no question. right. So it's very obvious that you're not you're you're not following the conversation, and
1: but it depends on how much sight loss you have. Um, like you said, some people see you and, and you'll get compliments like, "Oh, you don't look blind," or "How did you do that if you're blind?" Or, "Well, I'm not totally blind," right? Like there's that's what we talk about all day with the you know speaking about autism and speaking about you know hearing loss and blindness and things. It's always a spectrum. And people expect that you're blind or you're sighted or you know so that's why it was great that you did expand it mm-hmm. and it concludes more people and but yet yeah, we can all seem to find something we can all um, connect with that is common between us all no matter what the disability
2: yeah that is so amazing and you know when I heard Emmanuel speak Emmanuel was the, the gentleman that is deafblind. he his was so profound that it was the opposite that Nobody would give him a chance. Yeah. And I was just, it's just so. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Just, yeah, it is heartbreaking. And, and knowing, like, I'm on the periphery mm-hmm. and he's in, like, the center, you know, he's like right in the football game or whatever, you know. It's so, uh, you know, looking for a job for 12 years because people just don't give you a chance. And he really made uh, a lot of, he, he was just speaking from his heart when he said that people ask him what he can't do. Instead of what he can do,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it was just really, really needed to be stated. It I did, think.
1: yeah. He made a lot of good points, mm-hmm. but like I say, you know, I it's hard when you are when you can't see to communicate with somebody who can't hear because I rely so much on my hearing, mm-hmm. right? right? But then to hear how, and then to see how much he relies on his um, signer. What do you call them? Yeah. Well, he, with his translator. Translator. Yes, yeah. Translator. And, you know, did you see that he was translating in his hand? Oh, maybe you didn't. No, I mean, that's the thing. That's something you might miss because I, I have no experience with that. Mm-hmm. And I barely, you know, I was saying we need more Braille around in everyday life for not just blind people, but it needs to be more of a thing just for everybody. And, and then somebody pointed out the same with sign language. Mm-hmm. But So I grew up with um, sort of stories of Helen Keller. I don't know how much you ever heard about her growing Mm -hmm. up or Mm -hmm. I mean most people have heard of her but I mean so you know I heard about sign language and I heard about how you how you sign when you can't see and you can't hear but it's something that you just don't understand until you're up close like Steph mentioned about before she lost her sight right Mm -hmm. it's just sighted people just have no idea and then it's such a fear and then like you said you've we've when, when we have that issue we feel um sort of on the periphery of these things, because yeah. we—we—it's hard to participate in—in in so much of the world because sight is such a big part of that. that, that that's right. Yeah.
2: And the, what the, what he was using was tactile sign language, mm-hmm. so he was signing right in his hand. And it's so amazing that, how you can do that mm-hmm. in, in such a fast pace. Yes. Yes. That was really amazing. And the way they were kind of turned toward each other, which okay. you may not have seen, no. but he was like right next to him so that okay. he could feel his fingers. And and sometimes he spelled the letters. Sometimes he had word, like uh,
1: tactile yeah, like, well what we Yeah, and what we call in braille contraction. There's contracted braille. Mm-hmm. So not every letter is spelled phonetically because it saves time and it saves space. And right. so you, you need things like that. Uh, if you're going to do these kinds of things. But no, yeah, there's stuff I missed because I couldn't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could tell, I could hear Emmanuel, um you know, I could hear the words he was forming, mm-hmm. even though he needed a translator to make it clearer, and I mm-hmm. could hear his hands and his express... Like, I could tell he's a very animated person. Oh,
2: yeah, 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 so yeah. Could,
1: I could hear that.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, so interesting, so. yeah, that
1: you could that you could just by his voice inflections... Yep, you could hear yeah. his movement, and you could hear his... His enthusiasm for what he was, yes. was just—he was just fully in, in, engaged in what he was doing and saying to all of us. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know that—that's why what you did today was great because it wasn't just—I mean, everybody's experience of blindness is different, and I would have learned a lot that way. But the fact that you expand it to disability insights, then I learned a lot more about other disabilities that I just—I mm-hmm. don't know that much about.
2: And uh, the, the talk about mental illness was also very illuminating. Mm-hmm. That. I don't know that it would happen today that someone would call someone like a retard or such a derogatory name.
1: It's getting less and less is nice to hear. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my school experience, you know, I can see how that happened. And, you know, bullying still happens, of course. But, you know, certain words are just not acceptable just Not acceptable anymore, whereas 30 yeah. years ago or whatever they would have been. But, but yeah, that you know, hearing some of those stories is um but I'm glad that she was there too. Yes, yeah, so it was quite the so disability insights. How did you did that title come from you or did someone else sort of? Well, it, both yeah. it, because I I wanted it to relate to International Blindness
2: Awareness Month, right? And so October is which is October, yes, October, yeah. And then what they, it's the Nadim right. National Disability Employment Awareness Employment Awareness Month, Month, right? Yeah. So we married them together. And even though it didn't really have anything out well, it did have something to do with it. But employment. it does, yeah, yeah. Like you said, because Emmanuel especially what, what it and, Emmanuel was talking about,
1: yeah, but I could relate to him because I struggle too, trying to find my place mm-hmm. when everybody. For one of the first questions somebody asks you when they meet you, other than if they see you're blind yeah. and they want to know about your blindness, they say, "So what do you do?" Mm-hmm. And that can be a very embarrassing question when you feel like, you know, you you struggled to find a job because there's so many things either someone else told you you can't do or you've sort of towards yourself yourself you can't do yeah Um, absolutely
2: yeah and so it um, came up yeah yeah and uh and so um yeah and so I just wanted to extend my understanding of 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 the whole the of different disabilities and not just just uh, kind of going beyond my comfort zone, mm-hmm. and and also build a dialogue because we need that here so much here in, in, in Erie in every community. Mm-hmm. We need to be aware of what we can do together, mm-hmm. and instead of being separate entities, where I, only the people with autism know about autism, people only who are deafblind know about that. Yeah. We need to join forces and just to to, to try to unite and uh, build bridges of understanding so that the commonalities bring us together and we don't feel alone. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the differences also bring us together yeah. when we understand the challenges because we have our own similar challenges to different things. And, and so it's like we can, those bridges are, are built and we can help each other. Try to solve, uh, uh, overcome obstacles, and encourage each other. I mean, I think uh, Emmanuel needed a lot of encouragement today. Mm-hmm. And he just seemed so different after his talk. He just seemed like, okay. <sighs> just thrilled. You're yeah. And uh, even with autism, I know I don't know anything about autism. So that was very, very interesting to me, except when they got into the really uh,
1: technical part. Mm-hmm. manuals I, I was, that you, that have been released and then re-released, mm-hmm. and diagnostic. yeah, yeah, I was a little lost there, but yeah
2: um, but I, I, so that was sort of technical written I guess his book was written for people who know. Or you know something about autism.
1: Yeah, well, but like my mom works with people with autism, so it's, it's she's really looking forward to reading her copy that he was nice enough to give to her and things. Oh. But um, but yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, like, so, but basically, we all want the same things deep down we all want to be part of a community we all want yes. you know to have a family as you know hearing Emmanuel talk about his son his children and his wife and mm-hmm. and you know and we all want to find meaningful employment so we feel we can contribute and we feel like we have something to do every day like he said just feeling like he can be useful mm-hmm. in the world and mm-hmm. and then when you're told no you can't you can't and how would you ever do that and, and you, can, you know nobody it gets past your disability you know you never make it past well. Mm-hmm. How are well, you going to do that? You can't hear or see, or uh, mm-hmm. so we all just want all those things. Right. So um, talking about the struggle that we have to 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 get that sometimes mm-hmm. can be helpful.
2: And you know, like Max was saying, like he could connect him maybe with somebody from from um, bu- uh, Buff- Buffalo, New York, or something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this could be like like those kinds of inroads. Can be really encouraging, and at least uh, you know
1: he can see if that's that's an opportunity for him, and mm-hmm. uh, this is really exciting. And the internet and email is has been great for those sorts of things, but you but you, it, they, it still can't shouldn't can't or shouldn't replace meaningful in person connection. You're right like, that I don't get unless I can hug you or you know hug Steph for the first time or mm-hmm. you know re- go yeah. for a car ride with Max and have mm-hmm. a conversation or you know. Um, share a conversation over pizza or something Mm -hmm. Um, yeah but um so (laughs) then the question so how do you how do you feel today went because I don't know how to fully tell you what it meant to me so because I know I know what it's like with some of the advocacy work we've done my brother and I locally in our in, in our areas you know everybody's great and helpful but when you were putting on an event a lot of it most of it comes down on you mm-hmm. um so you know we all understood that and sure. we felt we felt like we wanted to help you but but there's nearly nothing you can do but you, you did know, the you center of me. it but yeah. <laughs> but so but it really just comes down so i don't know how you think it went because we all we all are now leaving trying to think of how we can best um relay that to you what it meant to us and it just the speakers were wonderful, and the venue was nice, and and the day was just lovely, and, and yeah. So I just I just I wanted to give you some time to just sort of think about it in your head, but I don't want to put you on the spot either. I can edit things and stuff, so don't worry about that. I just if you want to just give me your initial thoughts, yeah.
2: Well, I was first of all I was relieved I didn't make a fool out of myself, <laughs> you know. And uh, but I, I after after a while I. I just stopped. I just felt like this con- the connection was there mm-hmm. and I it, I got excited when I kept hear when I heard about the connection from different people, mm-hmm. and then I saw it, and I saw how people responded to each other, mm-hmm. and that is exactly what I wanted. Okay, it mm-hmm. was like Good. it's happening. This there is dialogue in the community, mm-hmm. and we are building. We are just beginning to build bridges, mm-hmm. and maybe other in other places they have built bridges, but for me this is very new. Mm-hmm. And and we had the uh, the head head of. It's called Voices for Independence. He was there and he works with, with people that are challenged in different ways. And that was really exciting to me too, because that's another branch out. Mm-hmm. branch out. Yeah. yeah, it was just, and there was a speech therapist there too, mm-hmm. with a table. Yeah. And uh, it, there was a young uh, gentleman. I had met him in my uh, business spotlight group. He kind of acts like he was so excited to be here, and was could relate to the to bullying situations, mm-hmm. and he was so glad he came, and I was just like, oh wow, because when he, t- uh, he like the, the the business spotlight is kind of like his quote unquote support group they really uh, appreciate him and they they uh, encourage him when he's t- telling his stories of like of his business he has a, like he's an entrepreneur he sells gas sta- uh, like motor parts or something mm-hmm. and he tells little funny stories of how it started and that was all because of the speech therapist and that now he's into like he's building more roads uh, in roads or out roads or roads yeah. so it, that was really exciting to me
1: Just so to lots of surprises then things yeah. you, you couldn't predict it, or yeah. you had to you had to you know experience and mm-hmm. feel that to know and so yeah we all hope that you felt that mm-hmm. because we we all wanted to come there for you know for ourselves and for each other and and then also for you because you know anybody who puts that work in and has the idea and actually sees it through um, you know, this is your first year, and and I, I don't, I don't think it could have gone better than it did, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I'm sure there, you know. There's always little things you look back on, or that you know that didn't mm-hmm. go the way you thought. But.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think maybe cause, well, when I first looked at the crowd, I thought. Oh, there's no one here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like a couple people here, a couple people there, and they're spread out. Yeah, but over the course of the day, there was maybe 35 different people or somewhere around mm-hmm. there. My brother said, and so that was really encouraging, and that more people came as the day went on. And, uh, you know, that that food was there. And, um, it, yeah, it, I, I, I mean, I feel like I had done everything I could do to bring people mm-hmm. to the place. And maybe that's the people that God wanted that really needed that connection. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I do feel good about that. I, I, I worried a lot about how many people would be coming and and, and and, you know, and in the end it was just okay. It was just
1: like like the people that are supposed to be there are there because you invest a lot into into it and and it's like a lot of work that a lot of people do P- looking at it from the outside you don't really you don't realize how much time and energy and effort goes into something that's right and and it's a lot I know it is I from things I've done in the last couple of years I know it, it, that it is and so I mean this was the first year and um I don't know if you think this will be a a thing we'll, you'll do again? Is that the plan? Well, I was encouraged by their response. Take some time um, to think about
2: it. I think I would do it a little differently because I, I did invest a lot of my own um, resources. Mm-hmm. So I would probably get a sponsorship. and like, I didn't know any of those things early on, but now mm-hmm. I do. And it was too late to do that this year. But mm-hmm. I think I would, do, I would go a, a little bit different route and get more... Um, other people businesses involved mm-hmm. and and maybe that would also bring more people
1: and it would take some of the load off of you yeah and, yeah but so there's always that's what's good to, to, to not beat yourself up of course for mm-hmm. something that you thought you you know could have gone better because if you wanted if you want you can always try again and mm-hmm. you learn so much and you know take time to think about what you would like to do differently mm-hmm. um, not necessarily better but differently or you know things you could change or things you could add and uh, I've learned that from planning being on the planning committee for the Canadian Federation of the Blind Conventions. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did my first last year and I'm on it again this year Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know there are things that can go wrong and but there are so many things that can go right that you didn't even plan so yeah so I'm very encouraged and I think you'll get a lot of feedback in the next little while from people who are there Mm -hmm. and hopefully you can take that to heart and
2: yeah, yeah, and we had some surprises. Like we found out the day
1: before that we can't sell anything because it's a like government property. Right. A little thing. Well, I call it a little. It's not a little thing. Things yeah. like that will come up, mm-hmm. and you can't you can't really guard from guard against all of those.
2: Yeah, things. and I actually, you know, one of the goals was was to you know also network, but you know, after I thought about it, is like I, I'm kind of glad that we couldn't do that because. It really, I really just wanted to reach people more than I want to, you know, I don't want to focus on, so much on, on that part of it. I want to talk, like, heart to heart. And that's actually what came through, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, instead of, like, worrying about, are you going to sell books or you not, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And it was just heart to heart. So that was actually, like, a good thing in disguise. In disguise.
1: Yeah. Great. Well, I'm... Certainly glad I came, made the trip across the border, um, and then I got to meet all of you guys. So thank you um, for speaking about it after the fact, and I hope you can take a rest now, now that it's behind us here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <gasps> Oof. But yeah, but again, I think you'll I think you'll hear from a lot of us about it for a long time.
2: Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, it? Thank you. Yeah. It, it it was it was really a special day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you for talking about
0: that on Outlook. Thank you. Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.